Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. You can stream the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Uh, let's go out to the guest line right now. Welcome in Danny Cannell. You can check out Bet Online for a plethora of college football playoff championship lines and props plus opening odds for the 2025 College Football Playoff Championship. Danny Cannell, what's happening? Appreciate you doing this once again. What's up, Zach? Happy New Year. Hope you're fantastic. Uh, it's bittersweet, right? We got one more game to go to crown a national champion, but that means it's the end of college football season. But uh, it's been a fun year, and I think we got a really fun championship game too. Yeah, we'll talk about the championship in just a bit, but I got to bring up Florida State. I find the oh, conversation the last week to be insufferable on both sides. Florida State gets smothered by Georgia. No crap. Florida State was without 20, 25 players from their actual team. Then Alabama loses to Michigan, and I hear how Florida State should be in the college football playoff. There's no logic here anymore. People aren't making sense anymore, and it's a span of like two days in between when someone says something that's stupid, and then people say things that are even dumber a few days later. It's crazy. Welcome to the world of college football where nothing makes sense, Zach. I mean, it really is because you can argue till you're blue in the face either way, right? I mean, whatever side you want to go. I had people coming at me saying, oh, see, this is why the committee got it right. Florida State got blown out. They had no business being in the playoff, even though we all know they didn't have about 80% of their offensive production on the field. And then, like you mentioned, as soon as Alabama took the field, Florida State fans were like, see, this is why we should have gotten in. It is all the evil genius of the minds behind college football, which made a very concerted effort 10 years ago when they started the college football playoff that there was going to be a team every year that got left out and it would drive conversation. It would drive interest. And yes, it would even drive people crazy because every year somebody was going to get left out. I just hate that it had to be my alma mater that had the most egregious example of a power five conference champion that got left out. And the good news is we're going to 12 next year, but I don't think it's going to stop people from going crazy and mad because of whether it's the first, the top four seeds, which will get a buy the next four seeds, which will get a home playoff game on their site or the 13th, 14th team who gets left out. The controversy isn't going anywhere, but the powers that be say that's great for the sport and the ratings back that up, Zach. 
I also think the interesting part about this, and I don't think anyone has made this point this week because I know Georgia lost to Alabama, but we talked about this, right? The committee said Alabama was better than Florida State, but then Florida State was better than Georgia. And I think most people would say, no, Georgia's better than Florida State. And I know the bowl game was the bowl game, but it was completely different rosters. No one this week is talking about what would have happened if Georgia got into this college football playoff because I would have to think they would have been playing in the national championship game in some capacity on Monday night if they were one of the four teams. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but see, then it goes back to what year was it when the Patriots ran the table in the regular season? They were perfect, right? And then yeah, they faced 07. the New York Giants as a favorite. Like that team, if they would have gotten another chance at the Giants, they probably would have yeah. beat them, right? At some point, like the games have to matter, Agreed. which is why I thought Bama should have been left out losing to Texas. But if you're going to give Bama an extra chance, if you're going to give them a mulligan, why didn't you give it to Georgia? Because Georgia would have been favored in a rematch again against Bama, you know, and they showed how good they were against Florida State. It is all a mess. And like I said, we could argue different scenarios until we're blue in the face, any of them, and by the committee's own criteria – you could make a justification for any team I left out, any team, you know, should have been there. It just drives me crazy. And I know it drives a lot of fans crazy too. And I, I know you didn't mean it this way as Danny Cannell joins us. But the one thing that I can't stand is like last year when Saban said, oh, well, we would have been favored against any of these teams uh, that we were going up against the teams that they got in, in front of us. You were also favored two times last year and you lost both of those games. So I don't care who the favorite is, you're right. The games need to matter to some degree. And let me be clear, Georgia didn't deserve to go this year because it's a mixture of who's the most deserving and who's the best team, regardless of what the committee does say. No doubt. And that's that's the blend of it. And that's why, and there's also the reason Florida State got left out and the committee was very upfront and clear about this. They said they weren't the same team without Jordan Travis, their starting quarterback, who and their offense looked atrocious. That was the minute I started getting nervous because I was pretty much guaranteeing Florida State was in no matter what happened. If they ran the table, they were undefeated in the ACC with wins over LSU and Florida from the SEC. That was guaranteeing fans they were in. But the minute, even with Jordan Travis's injury, but the minute I watched that game, the ACC championship game versus Louisville, and it was gross. It was ugly. The offensive performance was atrocious. I was thinking, uh-oh, the committee's watching this game too. And they were thinking, do we really want to put this offense on the national stage? Because while, yes, Florida State could have won, it would have been an ugly defensive performance. Like, that's the way they would have been able to win in the playoffs. And I think that was the minute I started getting nervous was that I was watching that game like he was this offense doesn't look adequate, even though months prepare, maybe they get things ironed out. I hate that I understood why they went that direction. Talking to Danny Cannell right now. I got to get your thoughts on DJ Ungalale. I love him going to Florida State, getting back into the ACC, going up against Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, and Dabo's become insufferable really the last two, three years, and everyone else is starting to catch up to him and even uh, surpass him in the ACC as you saw Florida State. Uh, win the ACC championship this year. Your reaction to DJ Ungale joining your Seminoles. So full disclosure, Zach, I was, if there was a draft, I would have wanted to draft Cam Ward, the quarterback from Washington State. I think he was the most dynamic player, the biggest game changer, the guy who can kind of really take your program to a next level. 
once he was, you know, he announced now there's speculation that he announced as a leverage move. He hasn't hired an agent that he still could be in the wow. mix until January 15th when they actually have to declare for the NFL draft. But once he was off the board, so to speak, then it was like, let's get DJU. That's the direction they went. I think it's a safe play. Like, I, I think it's a good move. I don't think it's a great move. I think Cam Ward would have been a player that all of a sudden you're picking Florida State again to go to the ACC championship. You're picking them again to go to the playoffs. I need to see DJU take that next step because he's been a polarizing quarterback from when he can't, went to Clemson. He was a five-star, supposed to be all everything, didn't pan out. Then he goes to Oregon State. It's supposed to take that next level. And it was almost identical statistically to the season before Clemson. He needs to take that next jump. Like, he had 21 touchdown passes this past season at Oregon State. He's got to get that to 30-plus and, you know, less than, you know, single-digit interceptions, 65% completion rate. But here's the thing that I do trust. Mike Norvell has been great with quarterbacks and great developing systems that fit his quarterback's skill set. I trust him to do that. But then not to mention you have all those question marks, those players that were sitting out in the bowl because they opted out for the NFL draft, they're gone. So he has a lot of players to replace, which he's been a transfer portal king. He's going to have to be just as active as he's been in years past if they want to replicate any type of the success they had this past season. Danny Cannell here with us. Uh, Will Howard to Ohio State. Is that underwhelming to you? Like, did Ohio State get better with Kyle McCord going to Syracuse? How do you react to the Ohio State new quarterback? They're better. It is an upgrade for Ohio State. He's more dynamic than Kyle McCord. He's a better runner. He's bigger arm. Um, and I think he's played better with less talent. And I hate, like, I hate the year that Kyle McCord had where he feels it was a failure because for a first-year starter – he was really good. Unfortunately, he plays at a place where the expectation is 40-plus touchdown passes, four interceptions. You know, he wasn't the next in a long line of quarterbacks. Justin Fields, uh, C.J. Stroud, Dwayne Haskins, guys that have been lighting up the charts. He unfortunately fell just short of that. And still, they were a one-loss team. I just wish he would have stuck around and, and maybe tried to develop and get better. Because if you go back and look at players – like, that's one thing we're so impatient. And I say we, it's us as analysts, it's fans at Ohio State, and sometimes it's coaches. If this would like Joe Burrow, his first year at LSU that he transferred in there, I think he completed 52% of his passes. He was like 14 or 15 touchdown yeah, passes. Nick it Brosette was, was more average. memorable on that team, on that offense, compared to uh, Joe Burrow on offense, the running back, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was like, it was boring. Like he didn't look great. He might've been moved off now because people want to succeed now. Then he develops, gets comfortable in the system and he you know puts the perfect season in 2019. But unfortunately we're not going to see that, but I do think Will Howard is an upgrade, but he still has to learn that system and no more Marvin Harrison jr. I know at one time it was wide receiver you, but Julian Fleming, one of their top targets just transferred to Penn state this is the world of transfer portal where every single year there is a tremendous amount of turnover on everybody's roster. How far are you willing to go, Danny Cannell, with Michael Pettix Jr. at the next level? Where should he be ranked when you look at these quarterbacks that are eligible to be in the NFL draft uh, coming up in April? Boy, that's going to be a fascinating discussion. And I think there's one player with a ton of pressure on him in this game, both from you know what he has to do for his team to win but also the draft boards, because after watching what he did in the Sugar Bowl, I saw a bunch of people on social media saying, holy cow, this kid can sling it. I'm like, what have you guys been watching? Yeah. He's been doing this. It's just Last been late years. at night. No one's, 
Yeah, he's been tearing it up. Like, you guys should have been paying attention. I do think coming before the Sugar Bowl, it was very clear. Caleb Williams won. Drake made two. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, three. Then Penix might have been a little bit of a gap. Well, he's closed that gap significantly. And I think there's going to be some people that potentially drop, you know, jump him all the way to number two, that especially the recency bias of that Sugar Bowl. But now he's and but if you like dive into the tape, Texas's secondary was a weakness. They're not very good. Now he's got to go against one of the best defenses in the country in Michigan. He'll be faced with a ferocious pass rush. If he replicates what he did in the Sugar Bowl, if he goes off for 400 plus and wins the game, watch out because he could jump to two. I don't think there's anything anybody can do to supplant Caleb Williams from the number one spot, but I think that number two spot is open for business. And if Michael Penix shreds apart uh, Michigan's defense, I think he could be the second quarterback off the board. Wrap it up with Danny Cannell. Um, everyone is talking about Michael Penix Jr. because it's the sexy part from the semifinals, right? He stole the show. So going into that game, it's like, oh, what's Michael Penix Jr. going to do up against Michigan? I look at this when I'm breaking it down, and we know what Michigan's bread and butter is. You saw it up against Penn State. It's Blake Corm, It's Donovan Edwards. Their best defense against Michael Penix is going to be their offense and running the ball and chewing um, off clock and having Penix on the sideline and just playing that bully ball that they like to play with Corum and also uh, Den- uh, Donovan Edwards. I think you are a very smart man, Zach, because that is exactly the matchup. Everyone's talking Many about don't the say that, by the way. We could use that as a drop. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Danny right. Cannell. <laughs> there you go. I'm giving you some props because everyone is talking about the strength versus strength matchup. Washington's offensive line is the Joe Moore Award winning. They're the best in the country. They've only given up 11 sacks all year versus Michigan's front seven. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch, but I'm more concerned about strength versus weakness and that is Michigan's run game that you mentioned. Their offensive line, which didn't look like it missed a beat despite losing Zach Center, one of their best guards, against Alabama. Blake Corum, one of the bigger backs, you know, workhorse backs in the country. They've got an identity against Washington's defense, which if you follow advanced analytics, their uh, rush defense is 130th in success rate. That is not good. That is towards the bottom, almost the last in all of FBS, you know, all of college football. So that concerns me greatly. But when I say that, like, I, I think Michigan is going to bring a physicality that Washington hasn't had. But guess who else brought physicality? Oregon did. Yeah, and Washington matched it. Like, that's the one. Like, I am, in case you haven't noticed, I think Michigan's going to win. I'm laying the points with Michigan. I think exactly what we're talking about takes place. And yet, everyone's been picking against Washington for the back half of the season. They were a 10 point dog against Oregon. People thought Oregon would march up and down the field against them. And they didn't. So there's a small sliver of doubt. They're five and oh, you know, straight up as underdogs, not just against the spread five and oh, against the, uh, uh, um, as with Kalen DeBoer as the head coach. So there's a part of me that's nervous, but I just feel like the third time is the charm for the Wolverines. I feel like this is a moment that's kind of been growing. They've been there. They've got the experience in the playoffs and I feel like they kicked the door down versus uh, Alabama, and I think this is where they get back to the top of the college football world. Last thing I'll ask you, Danny Cannell. So you were talking about how you have Williams, May, Daniels, and then Michael Penix Jr., and two through four is going to be fascinating, but no one's going to move past Caleb Williams as the number one pick. Do you think the Bears are trading out of that number one spot, or are they keeping – uh, that draft pick to select Caleb Williams, and that means they would then trade Justin Fields. 
boy, I tell you what, it is a decision they've got to make because typically, you know, if you're a team that if you're a quarterback like Justin Fields, who's in this big decision year that you've got to make to determine your fate, you play well enough and you start winning, you're going to be out of that discussion for the number one overall pick. But because of the trade to Carolina, it's out of his control. And I do think he's played better yeah. and he's played well enough to earn that opportunity to kind of say, all right, let's trade down. Let's see if we can get Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's see if we can, you know, potentially turn this thing around, around me. But man, Caleb Williams, wait till you hear some of the things you're going to hear about him because it's going to be, he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes. He's a generational talent. And he embraces you know, he that. I, I talked to Williams and there was that quote, uh, I think it was from Tom House that there's nothing that uh, uh, Williams could do that Mahomes can't, something like that. And I said that to, to oh. Williams at the Heisman. And he was like, yeah, I see it the same exact way and with all the respect in the world to Patrick Mahomes. Right. He doesn't lack confidence one bit. I'm, I'm hedging around your question because I'm really torn on what to do with it. I personally think you go with the known. And I think with Justin Fields, you've seen kind of the worst case scenario which I don't think is that bad. Like, I don't think he's a bust. I think if he is on the trade market, maybe it's a change of scenery that Justin Fields needs. I still think he could be a really good quarterback. We've seen before guys pitched as the number one overall pick. Go back and listen to some of the takes on Bryce Young. Now, he had size issues, but it really wasn't his size that was the issue this year. I mean, he's been healthy for the most part. I know he got knocked around early. He's also in a bleep show in Carolina. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, which, which is a complete mess. So I don't... I almost, I still get nervous. I still think it's a coin flip around anybody, no matter what they've done in college. I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome, but you never know. At least we know with Justin Fields that he's not going to be a complete bust. And I, but I, and then I think it depends on the offer. Like, what's a team willing to give up to come up and get him? Trust me, there will be some desperate teams in the market for Caleb Williams that might, you know, offer you a king's ransom where you can go out there and take it. And then it just gives you the answer for you of what to do for your future. You can check out Bet Online for a plethora of college football playoff championship lines and props, plus opening odds for the 2025 college football playoff championship. He is Danny Cannell. Danny, always appreciate our conversations. Thank you. You got it, Zach. Enjoy the game. Thanks so much. You as well. There he is, Danny Cannell, joining us on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. Let's take a timeout. We'll come on back. We'll update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio with the news brief. But update time first. Here is the act man, Rich Ackerman. I think you are a very smart man, Zach. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.